This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Uh, came out this week that the Alberta Energy Regulator has warned Imperial Oil once again about more issues with wastewater. Apparently, they've detected more issues. Um, this is unrelated, though, to, as far as I can tell, to the other curl mine situation that we had talked about quite a bit last month. Um, that one led to environmental protection orders being brought in back in February, I think. Uh, it's prompted multiple investigations by the province, by the feds, right across the board. Um, so this is on top and beyond that. But uh, at the same time, it, it's concerning. So we're going to chat with Martin Olsinski, who is a resource law professor at the University of Calgary and a formal federal federal regulatory lawyer. Martin, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time today. You're very welcome, Shay. Thanks for having me on. Uh, okay, so the news this week, the, you know, chemicals being found off-site that exceed provincial guidelines. What do we know about this situation, and is it related to the other big story we've been talking about? Yeah, so we don't know a lot about it, and, and, and so I think we, we can't even really answer that second question totally uh, in any kind of definitive way. What we know is that this is, it is at, at this time anyways, it appears to be separate. So they have this off-site well, I think it's on the northern tip of the site, um, but away from away from the things that we've known about that have been in the news since February. Anyways, um, and this sort of tenfold increase in sulfate concentrations at this off-site well. Um, the, the concentrations themselves aren't necessarily that problematic. It's the sudden jump, right? So when you look at the data, you know, like it, these are monthly uh, measurements or even maybe bi-monthly. Um, you know, these measurements were around one, two, four. Suddenly they're like 36, um, and so it's, it's really just the issue is more so like what is going on, mm. why this sudden spike and, and why I say it's a little bit tricky is that sulfites, sulfates are used, concentrations are used, for instance, like when they're dealing with this, the, the seepage that we know about, the thing that started in May 2022, well, the sulfates are one of the sort of like indicators of yeah. where that water is going. And so here it seems to be sulfates again. But the regulator has already sort of said, well, it's not related to that. And so I guess I, I think the answer is we don't know. We don't know what is going on. We just know that it's another incident up north. And in a way, uh, from my understanding in the reading that I've done, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is sort of the way this is supposed to work, right? Like this is sort of regulatory routine monitoring of a situation that results in this kind of alert being noticed and then sent off to uh, the company involved. Like this is the way the system's supposed to work, right? Sort of, yeah. I mean, I, I think, in a sense, the one caveat I'll say is that, you know, my understanding, too, is, and I'm just looking into this more, too, is that actually these, these, this data has been, like, they've known about this since January. Oh, okay, uh, the okay. First, the, first, the first samples that came up uh, really high were already back in January. So I don't know why, again, it's May now. Um, I don't know when the communities were contacted. Um, but we've had sort of now there's been a second sort of like sort of like high sort of like recording. And so the AR has gone ahead now and issued this this non-compliance order. Interesting, because the timing is, of course, what we were talking about with the other issue. I wanted to ask you, I mean, we, I know we had people testifying in Ottawa and there was the, the parliamentary committee. There's a provincial committee. I mean, everybody's been looking into this Curl Lake situation. And then 
seems to just go away. I haven't heard much about it in the last, I don't know, month, six weeks. What happened after, you know, Imperial Oil appearing in Ottawa and the regulator being called on the carpet in Ottawa? What happened? I mean, the, the one thing we do know that happened, I guess, is that the, the federal department, uh, Environment Canada, which is in, in responsible for the federal side of, of this regulatory sort of regime uh, in terms of like impacts to fish and fish habitat, they have they announced that they have initiated a formal hearing. But I agree with you that, uh, or sorry, a formal investigation. So they are considering potentially um, escalating, I think, their enforcement action, including potentially charges. But but I agree with you that there's very little that's known and, and being consumed, I guess, for the public. Um, I've been checking in on that parliamentary co- uh, committee. They have a website where they usually post briefs and evidence um, that they hear. Uh, they still have not posted uh, any of the data that Imperial committed to sharing with them, but, I'm, but I've been made to understand because I reached out um, that, that Imperial has provided that data now and it's being just translated and it should be available sometime next week. So, I mean, I think the, the, the key thing is that, but this is, this is the story and I think, we, I think, I don't know if I was on your show or somebody else's, I mean, this is why this problem doesn't go away is because it becomes an issue. People pay attention to it. And then the news cycle turns on, you know, we have fires in Northern Alberta, we have an election. Um, so, you know, like if you're not very intentional about sort of keeping on top of this, it becomes too easy, I think, for, for these, for the news cycle to sort of move yeah. on and these problems don't get fixed. And you make an interesting point because technically in terms of the way things are supposed to work regarding elections, what happened this week with the notification to, um, Imperial Oil about the curl leak, that's not supposed to happen. Like there's supposed to be sort of a cap on communication during a campaign. That's right. And so you'll see in the story um, that uh, the regulator got special permission, essentially, from Alberta's chief electoral yeah. officer to be able to communicate these specific issues to, to the regulator, to, sorry, to the affected First Nations community. So, so with what's going on around the one that uh, had all the testimony, I mean, how many different investigations started and are they all still continuing? Like, nobody's wrapped up. That's an ongoing situation, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, I think that for the formal, the, I, we won't see any more... Um, Witnesses, I think, before the standing, the parliamentary committee there on environment sustainable development, they're done. So what we just have to wait now is, again, for that data to be tabled with them, for that data. Hopefully they're going to post that on their website. And then, of course, the committee usually writes a report. Um, so with that, we'll be waiting for. And then, yeah, both at the, you know, in terms of the, the regulator, Environment Canada, uh, and then at the ER here, uh, they have their own internal investigations ongoing. There's, of course, that third party sort of review that the board of the AER initiated. And then there's the, uh, I think it's the ethics commissioner who is, or is it the, no, the, sorry, the information, it's hard to keep up with all these things. There's so many. The, office of the information commissioners reviewing whether or not the AER breached their obligation to notify in a timely way about the significant spill. So there's tons going on, but it's sort of in that weird phase, I guess, where because those things are going on, we don't, we don't actually get to talk about them very much in public because there are processes, you know, and you want to ensure fairness and all that kind of stuff. Fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully we'll, we'll be able to find out at the end of the day. Martin, thank you so much for your insight. As always, I appreciate it.